Yo, reality, your boy from Hackney, aka black guy in your neighborhood, aka my mother's favorite rapper, and this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. 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 In Your Neighborhood podcast episode 14, with your boy reality, your boy from Hackney, aka black guy in your neighborhood, aka my mother's favorite rapper, aka... Dark Kent. Dark Kent. I must be Lex Luthor with this baldy. <laughs> and I'm here with 45 minus 5, <laughs> aka 40, and BZ, aka B in the building, and aka the neighborhood's favorite lawyer. B in the building. That'd be a good producer tag, wouldn't be it? B in the building. Yeah. Mm. B in the mm. building. <laughs> How's everyone doing, man? There's, there's a lot of. Uh... I mean, the podcast family, there's a lot of disarray in, in yeah. life. I just want to well, make sure everyone's all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. You guys got the accounting, yeah? Have you have you, have you you passed on the splits, T? Cause... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we, we talked about it amicably. If I start getting an ego or whatever, like, BZ, I think BZ tried to call me the other day and, and he said, um, can I have the accounting? I was like, what? Do you know who I am? I'm reality. <laughs> Nice. So, but then I had to calm down and say, you know what? Let me speak to let me speak to John. He'll get then, them to you. Yeah, and then Minus he was like, yeah. Excel spreadsheet. He's like, I need to speak to my lawyer. Then he called me again. I was like, Oh shit, I'm your lawyer. Are <laughs> <laughs> you referring to the uh, the Joe Budden podcast debacle right now? Oh no! Oh. We're gonna catch up with aren't we? It's all a mess. Have you seen the um Rory and and Rory and Ma? response I, I just watched that this morning so we could we could discuss that later yeah we'll if... discuss that later we'll discuss that later. Uh... but on the real how on the real how are you guys doing though um because this week's been mental health awareness week the past week that's gone so obviously the selfish unthoughtful guy that i am sometimes i don't even introduce you guys on the podcast however you know that's all for sure i do ask behind closed doors sometimes <laughs> so but however on the real note how how are you guys feeling how's this week been did you even give a thought to mental health awareness because um, sure yeah. for, for me um, yeah if we're gonna like you know open open it up and start talking mm-hmm. i think about it all the time really because in my yeah. line of work um some days are good some days are bad mm-hmm. um hold that thought busy we'll save that we'll save yeah, that yeah, yeah that's what i mean real talk but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a good week. It's a good week. Oh, and considering another thing, Merry Eid, busy. Merry Eid. Thank you, bro. We're out here celebrating Eid, and and free Palestine yeah. too. We'll get to that. So, so, on that note, we're going for um top three songs about mental health, mental illness, mental health, um. I might as well just start off quick, quick fire ones. We got Ghetto Boys, mine's playing tricks on me. Number two, we got Notorious B.I.G. Suicidal Thoughts. And number three, I've I went for something a bit, you know, I'm trying to be down with the kids in it. So I went for Lil Uzi Vert, you know, the guy with the diamond on his head. Yeah, I think he might have some mental health issues. Yeah, 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 man. That's a bit. It's a bit mad still. Has he still got it? 
I think so. I think so. Exo no way has he got that diamond in his head still. Wasn't it bleeding or something? <laughs> There's <laughs> no way he's still got a diamond in his You know head things like that, yeah, they make me itch. What, like, like a diamond like in your head? <laughs> yeah, I feel like my skin is moving away from my body when I see things. And when it was bleeding, ugh. You know, like, so his I've got trypophobia and stuff, so. His song, what, what's he talking about in it? He's talking about um, all his friends are dead and he's pushing him to the edge. Right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Sorry, the songs. Sorry, a lot, a lot of the songs. <laughs> that's how I could explain it. <laughs> if that's what he's talking about, but like a lot of them, like uh, the Ghetto Boys, it's kind of like um, I don't know. Would Would you think when that came out? Do you think people looked at that as a track about mental health? I think I think you know back then you had to be like you know the tough gangster, especially Ghetto Boys. You're calling yourself Ghetto Boys, and you're talking about you your mental health. They probably thought, oh, you know, Scarface is just playing. You know what the, I mean? The but way it when... comes across to me is like, they're, like, it's a track about mental health, obviously, yeah. but it's more like the the outcome. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's not really like any, it's not like, solution. Intros- it's not introspective. It's not, yeah. it's not kind of, um, I don't know if it's necessarily showing the, the soft side of it, right? Mm-hmm. I get what you, you know, mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. still maintaining. I guess it's cleverly done in that way because it, mm. it was still marketable or whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess know. it wasn't It wasn't kind of like... I think Biggie's track was a, a bit like that as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, he was, like, talking about suicide. Like, he was, he was putting, like, a tough edge on it. Yeah, yeah. I think you had to be like that back then before, you know, exactly, man, yeah. man like Kanye and Drake came in and said, you know what, you can be beta on rap. You could be beat up and still rap, and then you could still sell as well. Mm. But, but um, yeah, Scarface in a lot of people's eyes is one of the best rappers ever. And one day I need to check out his discography because you know, like he was here before our time really going like in terms mm-hmm. of rap. So I need to check him out and feel. One track I love from Scarface though is on my block. I just love the sample on that. However, what's yeah, your to- what's your top three songs about? If you have any, I mean, this is a tough one. No, there's 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 quite a lot there, and I think um, there's there's different angles to a lot of it as well, and there's probably things that you can consider that aren't exactly a, a, a track that you might think are about mental health, but it is. Yeah. And then there's tracks that are uplifting, which I guess kind of you could say, well, this is to help somebody who's got mental health issues. There's tracks that get really like corny about it as well. But anyway, look, DMX slipping. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for someone who was, who was definitely portraying the, the tough guy image, he also really balanced it, didn't he? With those kind of relatable, that, that's a bit more introspective, I think. Um, and then my second mental health track, I would say, a bit of an off, off-center one, like with Stan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's, that's um, a good one. Just because it's a it's a clever track, excellent yeah. hip-hop track, whether mm-hmm. you like Eminem or not. Um, yeah, it's definitely about a guy with a mental health issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's obsessed. Um, yeah, and uh, I think he commits suicides. Yeah. Homicide as well, doesn't he, at the end of that track? Double homicide because his wife was pregnant. Oh. And he was like, how am I supposed to send this? 
Oh, yeah. No, that, that was, was a really clever yeah. song, man. The uh, the third track. I was going to go with something else, but I just changed my mind, to be honest. Um, I was thinking I want to go for something that's a little bit more kind of uplifting. Um, and the name of the track is... Sorry, guys. Uh, Still Get Through the Day by Ari the Rugged Man. And uh, remember Eamon? Oh! <laughs> I don't it, want it, you back. What a name. <laughs> it, it, Eamon's, Eamon's back as well, yeah, but uh, it's it's a, it's a bit more of a... I changed my minute last mind and put that one in because I wasn't going to put it in because he's like, oh, don't be just sat at home depressed, like get up and do something, mm-hmm. which can sound a bit kind of uh, easier said than done. Yeah. But um, it it's a pretty uplifting track. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's called Still Get Through the Days, talking yeah. about whatever you've got going on, like don't let it get the better of you. You can still crack on and uh, and get on with things. So, yeah, that's, that's my top three songs yeah. related to mental health for Mental Health Awareness Week. What yeah. what another question? Who's who's the worst singer out of Eamon and Lumi D? Lumi D. I think Eamon can kind of sing. Oh, okay, okay. He's not got the I think he was just he just had that track that was massive, wasn't it? And it was yeah. like corny as well. <laughs> what was it called? I don't want you back. I don't want or you back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, then there was that girl who had to reply with like fuck you right back or something. Apparently like they that. didn't know each other ever. Oh, I, just, uh, I only learned I only learned that about like a year ago, <laughs> when some for some reason I just I was driving and I just remember that and I remember like that was like the biggest beef in pop in top yeah. of pop's history, and I was like, is it his bird? Like, what did he do? And then like started googling and yeah, found out that just they didn't know each other. Yeah, it was just it was what it was. It's like a bit bit hurt. And she only had one track too. Was, uh, what was she called? Was she called Frankie or something? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just pulling this out of like <laughs> it might be wrong, but I yeah. don't even know. But what's your songs about mental health, busy? Yeah, um, she's a bit of a tough one. Um, I'll certainly say "Suicidal Thoughts" by Biggie, mm-hmm. um, because of just just the name itself and just at a young age seeing that and, and hearing it, you're like, damn. Um, I I wouldn't say this is one of my favorites, but I would I, I do want to give it its respect, which is Logic's track um, oh. with all the te- telephone Easy. numbers. I'm gonna have to so, stop you there. I'm gonna have to. I'm, stop I'm you sorry, there. bro. I've I've got I've got to give it. <laughs> go on, go on. I saw that when I was when I was searching up for Logic's track one eight hundred. No disrespect to to anyone going through mental health. You put the number there, but I just find everything that Logic does so. I agree. It's corny. It's, it's illog, like it's kind of logical because he knows he he's he's gonna sell. But I feel like he was just leaning into something. It's corny, but yeah. I have to give it his due because it was played on a big stage. Yeah, and true. It would have. That's what I mean. It's not my song about mental health because I really, when it comes to that, I only have one song, which is gonna be my last one. But <laughs> I have to give it the respect, it, the the props it, it should get because. Yeah. To play that at a Grammy stage or whatever, um, whether you're playing into it or not, and I think to Logic's corny, but clearly like he has his struggles with mental health, and um, yeah. he obviously retired because he, because of basically all the the hate he was getting f- 
through music or whatever. Actually, and because he's a bit back. corny as well. But let me give him this round of applause. Sorry like, about that logic. Just just for that, regardless of regardless of what whatever he wanted to do with that, however corny he was, this round of applause is the longest thing in the world. <laughs> like this is mad. Right, yeah. Um yeah, like I've just gotta give gotta give it his props. I think it's I do like the there. person he he um collaborated with on that Alessia Cara I think she's ex- was it Alessia yeah she's excellent she's excellent on it yeah she's a good really good singer yeah Who's your, what's your third one my third one is I would say my mental health track and from a different angle it's Kendrick Lamar feel mm-hmm. oh babe just when you're having a, just a bad time whatever and you put that on and just just I feel like the world of my I feel like got the chip of the world of my shoulders I feel like I can't mm. breathe. Like it's what you generally feel like when you're going through a tough time. Yeah. Um, and the more and more that I've gone through my journey of mental of mental health, when I put that on, I feel it more and more and more. And it's mad because when it first ha- when it first came out, I wasn't a big fan of the damn album as much as like his other albums. Mm. But these are the things. These are the songs within that album where I'm like, whoa, um, this is this is special. And for me, like that's my mental health track. I'll go back to listen to that and just the just the, the chorus, ain't nobody praying for me. Just yeah. like um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kendrick, man, he needs to come out with something new. But I've got a I've got a a word from our resident mental health correspondent right now. Um I want you to listen carefully. Tough time never lasts. <laughs> next I love him <laughs> next next we got oh my god wow oh my god is that the what same na- person no, no. come on man <laughs> I, I know I'm joking man come on man <laughs> what enough yes the section where we talk about what's viral what's what's um What's going on in the world? What makes you say, what, what enough? Or, oh my God, wow. First of all, pregnant woman. She's pregnant. She's going to have a few babies. She's going to have a nine, is she? Can you imagine? That, this is going to make the next thing I say even, even weirder. Oh. <laughs> it's not the Malian woman. It's not Mrs. CC. <laughs> pregnant woman has offered to stream her birth. Her birth. Her childbirth live on OnlyFans for ten thousand dollars. Is it dollars or pounds? It's ten thousand something for ten k, ten bags. Would you watch? I mean, it, it, it's probably got some some use for um, some people out there. I'm I'm not talking about like sexually or whatever. By the way, yeah. I think it's the fact it's on OnlyFans, isn't it? Like it's known for like to be porny. Yeah. So then, like, are you making childbirth? Like, I don't know. There might be some, like, medical students who, like, want to see, like, I would imagine they've already got access to videos or things like that anyway. But, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to look at the uh, the brighter side of it. Yeah. But but realistically, the fact it's going on OnlyFans, like, is there going to be guys, like, jerking the girk and uh, childbirth and stuff? <laughs> Bloody hell. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's some pubs out there. There, there is. This woman's backstory, she hit the headlines in 2K19 after she faked depression and mental health awareness week. So 
this is quite topical. She faked depression. Faked she depression to get a 7K nose job. Oh. So she said, like, oh, I'm, I'm proper depressed because I've got a bent schnozzle, and, yeah. and then they changed it. I mean, someone right. finds her attractive because this is her fourth child. This is going to be her fourth child. <laughs> so she can't be that unattractive. Let's let's not get into that. that... <laughs> <laughs> Do men need somebody to be attractive? <laughs> yeah, actually, true, true. <laughs> She's made £40,000, sorry, pounds, because it's from Hitchin in... in um. England from sending sharing sexy pictures on her OnlyFans account. So Oh, so she is wanting to post her childbirth from like yeah. a sexual point of view. Yeah. She's already got people paying paying for her on there. And now yeah. she's like, Yeah, yeah, you can see me just like push this sprog out Live for ten grand. Ten grand. What tier? What, what, what tier is that? <laughs> is that like is that the what's that a pregnancy package? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm reading this article and I'm seeing another headline. My teenage son made me an OnlyFans account to earn himself more pocket money. I mean, I'm not even going to go into that. That one is made his mum an OnlyFans account. Yeah. So (laughs) you know, he was wanting to see the pictures or something, wasn't he? You just go into a rabbit hole all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she wants she wants 10k. Big question. This is the big question I've been wanting to ask for a while. Your girl comes, say for example, busy, let's role play. Oh, actually pause. Mad. Mad. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> for example, busy, your girl says, yo, yo, B. Uh, she probably calls you B. Don't call me B, bro. <laughs> 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 no, no, not after you said let's role play. Don't ever, don't call me. No. You know what? Nah, just go. <laughs> I'm gonna get cancelled today. <laughs> go. She 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 goes. You know what? Men are offering me um one k a picture on OnlyFans. What would you see? Not like this is just hypothetical. What would you see? I'll, I'll I'll swing the question to you later for you. Girl, girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, what what they're posting? If you want to, if it's one k, if it's one k for sexy pictures. Yeah. Posting raunchy pictures, one k a picture. I'm not on it. Men are offering. I'm not on it, bro. I might I might I might dis- I might dis- I might I might discuss like <laughs> you want to put your toes out there. Right? There's a market for that. But nah, mate. But if I was seeing someone. Yeah. And this is what they were doing, and end up seeing them. After, after make a decision. After take it for what it is. I can't tell them at that time. Like, oh, you can't, you can't do that. But yeah. if my girls to come to me and be like, yeah, I want to start building fans, and like, oh, if they were already doing it, yeah, like that that point, like I can't, I can't manage you there. Like, I've got to, so, I've got to so you're it. on your third date and you've been asking the girl, oh, so what do you do? So you know, I've got I work. I, I work in investments. <laughs> People invest in me. I bet you find out what they're investing in. Ah! <laughs> Another one. What say you, forty? Surprise, motherfucker. She's on OnlyFans. I I'd just be the same, really. Like if I got with someone and they were already into that kind of stuff. I've dated maybe not OnlyFans. I've dated girls who've who've been in uh, other 
similar lines of work before and, and it's kind of like the tone set from that point i get what you're saying like if you if you're with someone if they're like your partner and then they decide they want to do it it's a bit different isn't it because you kind of got yeah. it set in your mind like where we're at in this situation <laughs> and then for only fans to be introduced like after a certain amount of time i don't know like it's you got to kind of reassess your whole foundations it's not the foundations is it but i don't know it just switches things up <laughs> i guess not everybody can deal with that yeah well you have to then you'll have to have a certain room in your in your house the only fans only fans room (laughs) with just a bed and some lighting and a webcam (laughs) you're walking past past that room with disgust like oh you're 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 so torn about that room (laughs) we're making money i mean it paid the bills this month but you know (laughs) imagine playing your ps5 in that but it's been bought only fans money yeah She was in the queue for PS, but she played the OnlyFans, you know, showing her bum to Mr. Jackson's online. But, you know, did I, did I tell you about that experience I had in the strip club? No, no, which Go experience? I've, I've only had one experience in the strip club, guys. I'm not that kind of guy. But I went to the strip club, yeah, and obviously the stripper was stripping, innit? She took me to, for a private, private show. I was like, ooh. The boy's becoming a man. So I was there and then straight away, I was like, I just spent £30 for this. That was my first, that was my initial thought. My initial thought, I spent £30. I could have bought like kebab or something six times over. Secondly, the way she was dancing in front of me, I was like, do men really enjoy this? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And then, thirdly, I was, what came into my mind, self-diagnosed ADHD, because I can't concentrate. I was like, first thing I asked her was like, so, um, how did you end up here? <coughs> Captain Saverhoe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this girl, all the questions. Have, <laughs> this girl must have had loads of dreams and aspirations, and now she's here bending over in front of me maybe she dreamt of that i don't want to say from too early like because that sounds weird but you know like maybe maybe she just uh got a certain age and was like yeah this is what i want to do i like that attention like i think i think i get i get it like a traditional standpoint is that people shouldn't aspire to want to do that or it's like are you doing it because it's like a last choice but i think the reality is is that some some women might just enjoy doing that they might enjoy flashing the gash for a bit of cash it is what it is i mean the way she you should have been there the way she was doing it didn't look like like she was oh like she was dancing against her will it was like (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was like you know what it was like you know the sims She looked like she was from The Sims. This is the thing, like, even I, I, I don't really get, like, if you're, if you're with your girl yeah. and she's in the bedroom, like, trying to do some dancing, whether it's nice or not, like, yeah. before you're about to do it, I don't get it. We need like, to I get, because we had a discussion with some, some guy called um, Obi, like, last week, and he was like, oh, you know, you might want to spice it up. And I get his point of view. We need to get him on later on and have this discussion. Like, You need to be on the right wavelength a lot, because when yeah. it's like, if you're not thinking like that mm-hmm. and your girl starts doing that 
it's don't, weird. It don't work. Yeah, it, it doesn't. You're just like, <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mood, mood killed. The vibe is dead. And then, and then <laughs> they'd be like, they're not feeling this. It's like, it's not that I'm not feeling it. I just wasn't prepared for it. So I'm like, what can I really and it's do? It's like, like <laughs> you sat there or laid there and they're dancing for you and it's like, what am I meant to do? Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm gonna... just, I'm just here, like, just being danced for. I don't know. It feels weird. I've got I... an image of T sitting on a red set in a strip club, and it this, was red. Like... It was red. Oh no, it was Jeremy. red. And then I've got this, this like, this sim style stripper just gyrating <laughs> in front of him, and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> I can't that's, that, red. that's how it was. <laughs> and then we were having the conversation about her, her makeup business. While she was bending, while she was completely naked. <laughs> was this the other week? He was like, "How do you feel about going on the podcast?" <laughs> oh, we should have. Oh, if we had this going, I would have invited her. To set up her makeup business. Good, it sounds good like marketing. you became good friends. Yeah, man. Shout out to Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> I think she just wanted more dances because she was sitting next to me. The rest of them, oh, this is my boyfriend blowing up my ego but i was like nah man i can't be with a sims character i like my women real <laughs> j cole j cole rwandan basketball <laughs> 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 that's the weirdest just segue ever <laughs> j j j cole rwandan basketball league the man's the you know j cole what i call him yeah great rapper great rapper but I feel like he's definitely one of those fake woke guys. Fake woke. Yeah. You, think, you think he's just doing the wokeness for the clout? Yeah, because you know what, yeah? I'm not saying I could grow, grow dreadlocks, but are you going <laughs> to call a guy that looks like he doesn't wash his hair not woke? Are you really going to call J. Cole not woke? A guy that he looks like, in like, he, looks he like doesn't he even like use as the value head and shoulders. <laughs> you know what? I think you're onto something, you know. I don't know what it is with dreads. Yeah. And the rappers just starting to just grow out their hair and be like, yeah, this is this is this is the path I'm on. Like Jay-Z did it, J. Cole did it, mm. Kendrick Lamar's doing it. And now they're woke. Mm-hmm. Now you won't see them wearing jewelry. Now you won't you you won't see them talk about anything else bar this. Yeah. Why are you classing that with the dreadlocks? Fam, I don't even know. Like, there, there, there's a thing about a man that looks like he doesn't wash his hair that you feel like this guy, he just doesn't care anymore. He's, he's one with nature. You know what I mean? Someone that looks one with nature, can't, you can't tell them they're not woke. I'm hearing what J. Cole's rapping about and it, does, it doesn't um, match with what, he, what, like, he, you remember when he wore that Technicolor dream coat to do that dunk in the... The, dunk the donkey content. missed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can you call it that? That that inducted them into the World Hall of Fame. No one even, no one even dissed them for missing that because you, oh, Jay Cole's look at his Technicolor dream coat and his dreadlocks. Oh they my were gosh. saying, oh, I'd have given him an eight for that, even though he still missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't, you can't diss someone with dreadlocks like that. <laughs> but not taking away from the fact that Jay Cole is, is probably in the top three rappers right now of our generation. Um, you saw that freestyle we did on that. Is it um, Power, Power One Hundred Six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible, Inc- incredible. That guy made me like 
want to rap and write even more excellent freestyle. But then sometimes his delivery is like a bit, a bit um, unenergetic. Like the freestyle was sick, but like the intro to the new album, like it was the beat was big, and but he just sounded so like chill on it. Like the bars were nice. Cause he's going through that. He's going through that chill phase, man. J Cole, J Cole, yeah. J Cole, the J Cole like was before when he had you know shape up, looking um, well kept put together. He was more energetic, but I think like he's gone gone away from that um, mainstream stuff. He's doing that kind of thing, yeah, where these artists do where, oh, uh, I'm not mainstream, but I'm mainstream. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think both J. Cole and Kendrick kind yeah. of fall into that. For some reason, I believe Kendrick more. But I think that's because I don't we don't see Kendrick all the time. You don't see then Jake you've all got all the Drake, time. who's just yeah. the, the absolute true, true. keep it on the mainstream. Oh, Drake. Oh, care. Drake is unapologetically <sighs> like corny. He loves Drake- it. Drake's running around starting DSS, Dark Skin Society, with Franklin Saint and Daniel yeah. Kaluuya. It's like, bro, you like skin. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he knows who... I don't think Drake knows who he is. There'll be a time Drake will be like 70 years old, pray he lives that long. 70 years old, sitting down with all like, you know, because his, his tattoos look like a bathroom wall, like, you know, the um, secondary school <laughs> toilets. That's what Drake's tattoos look like. Yeah, all secondary schools toilets. Yeah, I'm not sure you went to. <laughs> I'll, I'll say about J. Cole, though. The, the, I don't know if it's a good rollout or if it's just a weird rollout. It's good in the sense that, like, mm. yeah, you don't really see these type of rollouts happen yeah. where it's like he goes on, does the freestyle, album's coming out, this is not happening, there's a documentary out, great. Weird in that. And, and because the, the, the off-season thing is like, I'm balling hard in the off-season, yeah. And he's talking about basketball and he's actually going to play basketball. Yeah. Weird in that he's going to play basketball. <laughs> what do we need to know this one? Why are you, what Mate, are you going to Rwandan J. Cole, they, 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 and taking somebody's spot who can actually play basketball? Yeah. And they're going to introduce like J. Cole. It's like, nah, bro. What, what, what they did, the focus group for J. Cole, because, you know, I'm out here, I'm out here, I'm like a fly on the wall. What they did, in my opinion, is they said, J. Cole, let's lean into this Black Lives thing. What's the most African, African place you can think of? J. Cole looked at the map. Hmm, Kenya's not African enough. Let's go Rwanda. Rwanda, he went there. He's probably going to change his name to Dikembe soon. Dikembe Cole. He's just going to lean into this whole African thing. His hair's going to look even more unwashed. Dreadlocks are going to be bigger. Trust, listen. Tom Stradamus. I could see it. I could see it happening. <laughs> Joe Biden, Rory and Ma. You Rory and Ma. You Rory and Ma. You Joe Biden. See, I can do it without, like, that. my mm. voice wasn't modified there. That's actually my <laughs> voice. <laughs> if they need a voice actor, they should call me. You were the guy who did yeah. it. <laughs> did yeah. You did you pay us for that? <laughs> I, I need to see my percentages, Joe, Joseph. Um, yeah, so our rivals. <laughs> yeah, they're having a bit of beef, trouble in paradise. I don't know if they can get it back. I, I listened to the, the Joe Bodden one, bootleg. 
And I listened to Rory and Mouse one or watched Bootleg. You bootlegged it? No, no, yeah. someone sent it to me. I couldn't avert my eyes. Wait, did oh. you pay for it, Busy? <laughs> yeah, I paid for it too. I paid for it. Just <laughs> lying for it. Just, just admit to it. Like, it was $2. Like, after exchange rate, it's decent. <laughs> you spent more about, on the bad KFC wigs that. Oh, my God. Don't you. remind me. Don't remind me. It's, it still hurts my feelings when I think about those wings. Anyway, um, we, yeah, so Joe Budden went on his. It wasn't. It was an entertaining podcast. Did you listen to it, Forty? No, I'm not that invested in them, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just find Joe Budden a bit, a bit tiring. Like he's entertaining sometimes. Yeah. I just find him a little bit tiring to listen to for for the amount of times of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't for you for that's for our rivals, the Joe Budden oh, okay. podcast. I thought you were just uh, booing booing me off. No, 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 no. Uh, to be fair, I haven't I I'll be very honest, I haven't listened to the Joe Budden podcast for a while till these past few weeks because of the drama. Just shows how much we're invest we're like drawn to drama really. Beef sells. Yeah, yeah. Busy, I hate you. Why? Oh no! I just wanted cells. to. I just wanted to sell the podcast. <laughs> I was just like, I was, all right, okay, let's let's talk about it. You're gonna find me now. Because he was like, okay, why? Let's have it up then. <laughs> yes. See, with so so for me, I guess uh, maybe I come from a different different perspective of like, yeah. I in terms of like podcasts, this is one of the podcasts that I listen to like religiously. Yeah. So like from the from very very early on. And I wasn't really, I didn't come in because of Joe Budden. So mm. I didn't really know much about Joe Budden. Musically, I was like, I get like, yeah, he can, he can rap, but I was in yeah. because of the podcast. So I was in about the, the entire thing, Rory, Mar, and Joe. Mm. Literally seeing it just absolutely just go to shit because of Joe Budden. And Did then you... everybody sort of seeing that this is Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and it's like, this is what Joe Budden does. So thought he's right. Mm. Joe Budden, if you know Joe Budden, you know that he just shouts a lot. He's mm. obviously like just the narcissist. But I really didn't see it because I was so invested in this podcast that I listen yeah. to two times a week. Did did you did you notice any because obviously you listen to it re- religiously or watch it? Did you notice any tension before anything blew up? Or was it just like mate. you oh you noticed it? You think with like especially with us, right? In terms of people who are like musicians we mm-hmm. are musicians yeah. i don't do, really do music now but musicians mm-hmm. you see between the lines easily so like mm-hmm. the normal listener will not see between the lines you would catch it Forty you would catch it if you listened yeah. i catch it because it's like you could just sense it so from the spotify deal literally from the point of the spotify deal where, where joe would go on these rants like rory or something would say would say something in between the lines you can hear what he's saying mm. and obviously if you listen to like Rory and Mal's response, it's all about, it makes sense. It's, they obviously have something on, they ask Joe, Joe gets in his feelings. Mm. I have not to show you nothing, da, 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 which is Joe. And so they're talking about it between the pod because they don't talk about it outside the pod. Yeah. It's pod two times a week. Yeah. To, to be fair, like it's, it's good calling it the Joe Budden podcast. Like, cause Joe Budden is Joe Budden. Rory and Mal weren't, won anyone before before Joe Budden was a rapper before. However, 
I feel like the ego got too much. I'm just seeing, saying what I see. I think I think from an outside perspective, right? Now, like I said, I'm not I'm not that invested in in them anyway. So, yeah. um, like Joe Budden had the podcast before them in it. To be fair, the podcast with other people. He was doing. He was actually quite quick on doing these YouTube things of like just YouTube Joe Budden TV. Mm. But when he started, like Rory was there from the first day, really. Yeah, that's what Rory said. Didn't he he have it with um, Marissa? Yeah, Yeah, Rosenberg was was on. Yeah, Yeah. like when didn't it used to be called? We'll we'll name this later or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, from those times, and then like they they adapted it. So uh, I think I get it from like kind of Joe Budden's point of view of like just well it's my podcast it always was yeah you, you've come to like join in with it but mm-hmm. you know it, it's my thing like mm. it's, it, and the, obviously the disrespect comes as soon as he's like well you don't get to see any of the numbers or anything yeah. and that's if I put that into perspective of like I work for a franchise I'm, I manage a set of stores I won't go into more details than that but because you don't need to know but the guy who owns the franchise like I'm not within my right, really, to be going like, "What's your numbers?" Mm. Because yeah. he your wage. Because mm. I'm not his partner. That's like the, that, ultimately, that, yeah. even though I probably do, like, maybe as much work in terms of of bringing people into the business in terms mm. of actually earning the money. Like I, I, I probably do but, uh, but as much, if not more. Yeah. So, so, that's where I'm going to stop you because yeah, I think yeah. me me and Fo- um, BZ are on the same wavelength I here. I think so. Where, whereby they're not his employees and they've yeah. said it. Yeah. They've they've done mm-hmm. a contract where, you know, when they got the spot, this is according to Rory and... Rory and Ma! It's according right. to them. This is according to them. They did a contract whereby they get a percentage and from my knowledge of what they were talking about, they don't even get as much as Joe. They know Joe like Joe's the draw. Joe's he the superstar of the big, 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 big piece of the pie. And then he gets a big piece of it. But even to that point, though, like, it's so like, if I'm where I'm working out, I can't say, let's have a look at the books because mm-hmm. I'm on a salary. Yeah. But the trajectory of a lawyer is if you want to be on the board, like you become a partner. So you pay in. Mm. And then you're not the person that created it because they come and go. But you can say, let's have a look at the books because yeah. you're a partner. So it's like, if, if they're on a salary and they're an employee, can't say that. But if you are on a percentage-based contract and you earn a percentage of the profits, which makes you a partner, you can say, let's have a look at the books. But is that not because you, in, in that specific situation, that's the way it's set up and you're talking about paying in and stuff as well? But that's what they've done. So they are on a percentage-based contract. Yeah, Where but you could if... be on a percentage-based contract. Like in the field I'm in, working in a a retail store, could be on percentage-based there, but mm. it doesn't mean that you have the rights to, or, or... to like look at the books. It's just it's just the specific situation in it. So are they in a contract where you know they in in a contract are they an employee or are they are they a partner? I feel like they're partners from what they're saying, from but what, maybe they from aren't. What it, from what it sounds like is they are. Part like they are partners based off like this is the pod we get a piece of this pie so we are all partners within this but we know that it's Joe's thing this is but I mean, if the it's problem not an is equal the network... share of it then there's there's obviously but... issues there as well right yeah, like but... people I think, with majority I think they share didn't, I think they didn't care that it was because they know Joe Budden is Joe Budden isn't it like he he probably got like but then if they didn't care then have they not done their like 
their work in the background if they oh we just don't care like we're just doing what we're doing that's and the if problem Jaws, if Jaws Friends, okay, friendship like, right, and business later. that's the yeah, that's yeah. the problem that's the problem is like you give you give your that's it like you learn a lot about I guess friendship and business because mm-hmm. you give a lot of, you give someone a lot of leeway mm-hmm. um so you don't ask but you know you've, you've set precedent there yeah. but that doesn't mean that at the point that you do want to ask your friend should normally your friend wouldn't turn around and say well fuck off you're fine but that's your button yeah you'd have at least a conversation so yeah like they're in the wrong i think they're in the wrong in some instances mm-hmm. but joe's created this and then he's ended it really badly which is gonna probably is it problem, all staged legally. you know i do this every week when i yeah, talk yeah. <laughs> every week i'm just like yeah but is it all staged though i mean I people, I... people that haven't been talking about joe but like me for example people haven't been talking about this podcast are now going back to it yeah. I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen? To-? Even, I think the Have latest... they signed episode... with Spotify and maybe the numbers weren't quite where Spotify wanted and they were like, right, how do we drum up some business? No, I mean, they've left Spotify. Yeah. yeah, they've left Spotify. Now. Why it's real is because the last episode, which I listened about about 20% of it, and I was like, I can't Is it therapist? Therapist? Yeah, I didn't get to that point. But why oh. I think it's real is because Joe's backtracking. At the point that Joe Budden starts oh. backtracking, it means it's real because he feels bad at what he's done because he's seen that people are out against him. Well, has so he not he's... just done what he needed to do to get the numbers and now he's saving it? Because that's what like people tend to do. either go quiet for ages or if you're on a podcast, you can't go quiet for ages. So then you've got to mend it. So you do this thing that blows it up. Damage control. It, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it damages your brand a little bit, but you've managed to like blow your brand up further. But you still need some people on side. You can't just be the super villain all of the yeah. time. I mean, he is. He's he's the he's a big. Is the way he's doing it. He's a big super villain, and I feel like they should have just cut, cut, like told him from the beginning. That's where they were wrong. Like, if you've taken it seriously oh, yeah. now, why didn't you take it seriously at the beginning? He's always been the villain, though, right? Like that's yeah, what yeah. Joe Budden does. Like from beating women up. Yeah, and, allegedly and stuff like that. Well, he said he was like on top of her and all that, like yeah, restraining yeah. her, didn't he? Yeah, true. Going like, on so even then, it was like, oh wow, <laughs> like he was what? on the radio saying, like, wow, I was just sat underneath her, her breasts, her like breasts, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like on her chest, like, and it's just like, what? Crazy, crazy. Honestly, everybody, again, because it's Mental Health Awareness Week, and it's not to say like you suffer mental health, but everybody suffers from mental health, and yeah. some things get tough. And I think Joe Budden has gone through some mad things, mad stuff, mad like, stuff. Clearly, like. It's a good thing he's got therapy and like when things like this happen, you need to go and speak to your therapist. But you should have your friends close, man. Your friends are the ones that have got your best interest. Mal, I think Mal, 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 I think Mal is like spe- is um specifically hurt by this because they've been through a lot together. And for him to like just dismiss him like that. Maybe said, they were never really friends. Maybe Joe Budden doesn't have friends. He seems like that kind of person. Just yeah, yeah, like he could just, just drop someone like yeah. that. Yeah, some people are like that, and they like they they say, "Oh yeah, these are my friends," but like really, they're like when it comes to it, coming to this world by myself, unless you're a twin, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it by myself as well. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Joseph, we, we this is gonna go so viral when we have our time and break yeah. up because of money, eh? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> no, man, I like yeah, I had something else to say, but I'm going through a Joe Budden moment where I just forget what I'm gonna say. So let's just go on to real talk. Real talk. So I'll quickly run through this one. Jay-Z is in the um, it's gonna get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. How come um 
How come they put like rappers in the the rock and roll? I know they've done it for a while, and I know loads of rock people that's, complained about it. But... Yeah, that's why I'm booing as well. We should have we. I said mm-hmm. we, but mm-hmm. hip hop should have its own hall of fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think yep. these rock and rollers like uh, these Mick Jagger move like Jagger people would are accepting people like Jay Z into the rock and roll hall of fame? They're gonna feel like it's um what's that word that Jesse Lee Peterson always uses. I forgot what he uses, but yeah, like when there's not enough of a certain demographic somewhere, so you just put them in just because. Mm. I get you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like Jay Z might say he did that collaboration album with Linkin Park, and that's what like justifies him being. I don't know. I'm sorry, I have to use this again. <laughs> Who sorry, else guys. got inducted in along with him? I mean, Tina Turner. She's rock and roll. Right. She's rock and roll. I mean, and... I think she's even making a comeback, isn't she? She's 80-something years old. Yeah, so Tina Turner. Who else is going in? Ike must be shaking in his boots. <laughs> then we've got um, LL Cool J. For, but you know what's funny, actually? I'm not even going to boo that one. Because I feel like LL Cool J is kind of rock and roll for some reason. Why? I don't know. He's I gone he's from... Like purely hip-hop. Has he done some rock and roll stuff over his time? He's gone from, I want to knock you out. And then he's gone from that to being a policeman. On what? telly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> not in like, real life. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd done like a Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you know, Shaq does like everything. Jack, Shaq does everything. <laughs> Shaq does everything. He even feeds poor people in McDonald's. I've seen that, yeah. To be fair, if a poor person was in the McDonald's, I'm in, I'm going. Like, what, what kind of establishment are we running here? <laughs> 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 Sorry, that sounds so ignorant. Apologies, guys. <laughs> but I don't want to be smelling um, homeless person while I'm eating my Big Mac or Big Tasty. Wow. You're so bougie, T. <laughs> I'm going to get some hate for that when, um, you know, people actually start listening a lot. So <laughs> yeah, The vegans at all. And, and, and everyone else you keep just dissing on these pods are going to come vegans, after you. All don't, let me, don't get me started on vegans again. I don't get me started. I, I saw a pre... Oh. A pre- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, here we go. <laughs> I, I saw a previous um, guest on this podcast, Jista, say he has some nice vegan lunch. And I was like, Jista, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jista vegan. I don't even know. I don't even know if he's vegan. But yeah, so... I Oh, and... um, be, Busy, I've got a collab with Booney, you know. And I mentioned vegans in the track. I was like, that was random. That I know. Was, I literally didn't know what to say. I, was okay. I mentioned vegans in the track. So, wow. yeah, vegans are on my radar right now. Is it a diss track? How to rob vegans. <laughs> You've already robbed yourself of protein. Before we start, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to start this. Oh, actually, this is real, real talk. So quickly, um, the is- Israel and Palestine beef. Um, seeing what's going on there, I've tried to read the ins and outs of it. I just feel like um, Palestinians are being tormented, if that's how we're going to put it in layman's terms. A lot of is there? There's a lot of. Are there? Have there been murders committed? Let's just put it out there for the dumb people like me. Well, I think once when one person kills another person, yeah. like I don't know if it's always classed as murder, especially in the context of war. Yeah. 
but it's murder, right? Yeah, so pe- people have been killed. <laughs> but you know, like, I think it's putting it as torment is like, Palestinians feel as if they're, they're being more and more constricted into a smaller and smaller space because yeah. they're, that's what's basically happening, isn't it? I think Israel are uh, slowly trying to, to almost like annex that that those pieces of land. Mm. But I don't I don't feel like and and would obviously have to speak to someone who's Palestinian directly. Yeah. But I I don't think they even feel like it's like tormented. Like they don't feel like they're they they've they already don't feel like they've got what they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like past just being tormented, you know. Oh. It's it's like an everyday struggle mm-hmm. um, that that never stops. And I think we see it in the media now and the news as it as oh, it yeah. flares up, mm-hmm. and then we get like a bit more emotional about it. But but from what I understand, it's like all of the time, mm-hmm. like every Ramadan, Israel seems to do like launch an attack during Ramadan. Like yeah. th- there's no respect there, you know. I think the 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 feeling that I get is that. Israelis or certainly the Israeli government and it seems like a lot of the countries behind them in this mm. because they feel like they're at war all the time which is um, they, they they view Palestinians as like second class, second class like, yeah. like lower humans mm-hmm. so they treat I, them in that way yeah so like I was asking people at work who are like old older women I was I, I was telling them oh do you, have you seen what's going on in um Israel between the Israelis and the Palestinians and they were like oh is that still going on so you know what's you know what and I realized with that I realized that things like this it could be one of two things ignorance is bliss that's number one because you know us British we just like keeping ourselves to ourselves if it's not at our our doorstep we're just like eh not our problem secondly it could be this it's been ingrained in society for so long that these type of countries have no peace that now we're just desensitized to people being oppressed like this, which in itself is another big problem. People are just removed from it. Yeah. Even, yeah. even myself, like, you know, we're not there. We don't see it. We haven't experienced mm-hmm. any of it before. Yeah. These two sets of people, they don't view them as like fellow humans. Yeah. Like that, that naturally, people, a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. So they'll just be like, "Oh, well, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Palestinian," mm. and even like just saying Israel and, and and Judaism, like as if they like go together every time. Even I've yeah. just done it there. Like I think the other side of it is is that Israel isn't doesn't represent the whole of Judaism. Mm. I know it's like I think it's the only only Jewish country out there yeah um so people obviously conflate the two but yeah like not not all jews back what's going on there as well and mm-hmm. and some of them you see saying that they're um you know they, they don't agree with it and they don't believe it's like a jewish way of, of going about it mm-hmm. but yeah pe- people in britain don't identify with either people they're far removed so it's just like well. yeah. and there's conflicts going yeah. on all over the world as well i think the issue with this one is is it's a uk created conflict oh okay so the uk has created this conflict or maybe not created the conflict but completely aided in the 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 current situation you know, they might not have exactly started the conflict between these two, like two sets of people, one in the same land. That's probably been going on a much longer time. Yeah. But the fact that the UK, like, had that land mm-hmm. and then just left it. And, and, and actually, from what I understand, I'm not that educated in it, but gave, like, 
gave more basically gave gave the rights to the Jews while those Palestinians like also putting a claim to it. Yeah. Because I think one I forget the name of the guy, but um, he 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 was into Zionism. Mm. Like oh, he read Zionism and he liked it, so then he he was like, oh well, the Zionists like mm. let's give it to them. Basically, we, yeah, we need we need like someone from Palestine or Israel to 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 come on and explain it better. And I feel like um Jerusalem, to... Jerusalem. Yeah, we need to get Jerusalem back on the podcast. Because she's, she's called Jerusalem, like she's not from Israel or Palestine. <laughs> well, you can't call yourself that that and not know like your history, the etymology <laughs> she, of your name. You can't call yourself that. I don't think she called herself. That I mean, name. oh come on, come on! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna rekindle that beef as well. Who no, I got everyone. I mean, co- that I'm beef. the one that starts these beefs. So. Nicki Minaj has a new new song out. Oh, so we, we you might you might have some quickly. you might have some ammo there. Yeah. We, because trust me like i haven't li- listened to nikki in, in years properly and i listened to that track yeah so be- quickly before i go into you busy there's another thing where if even though i'm a christian i'm also human and i'm seeing muslims being oppressed in um israel palestine and i'm also seeing something that's also been pushed to the back which is almost Hitler-like, whereby in China, Muslims are being put, allegedly, because media is media, in it, are being put in concentration camps. Now, as a Muslim brother, how do you feel about these, not, I can't even say micro-oppressions, because that's ridiculous, in my opinion. How do you feel when you see these things? Because you are Black and you are Muslim, so like it's like a double whammy for you. What are your thoughts on these? I mean, it's the same thought that I I feel like everyone should have on a human level. Because, mm-hmm. again, like as Forty says, there's an element of understanding. For me anyways, it's definitely for me, like understanding exactly what is going on before speaking or, or, or talking about it. But on a human level, and there's, and there's so many different conflicts as well, but on a human level, it's 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 inhumane to see mm-hmm. things like that going on. Um, I think the, the, for me, let's take, take, take a step back. I just see it from, I guess, from the British media point of view or whatever high power who tries to suppress all these things. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have because, and that's why I'm encouraged by, you know, the, the social media being used the right way, people, yeah people putting things out there seeing things because our own government the country we're in and obviously china's a completely different ballgame they'll suppress mm. that to the point that you don't even see what's going on, on a day-to-day basis um which then leads to people feeling like i can't relate and mm. not caring about it so to keep it short i mean of course it's tough i mean last year was tough enough as a black man yeah yeah um that you just you just feel tired by the end of it Mm-hmm. Um, and that is still ongoing, but it's being suppressed in some instances. So it's just, it's just, it's just tough. But you just hope and pray for a better outcome and better days. Yeah. And for this to be happening during Eid, where it's the time of celebration. That's t- that. See, that's that's it's hard. All, that's yeah. where like you can't you can't fathom, regardless of whatever conflict is, it's on a human basis. Like it's it's 
seeing people in mosques running away from from grenades, small, yeah. small bombs and stuff. Like you can't. That's that's just tough to see. It's mad. It's mad. That's plain and simple. Yeah. As we discussed earlier, it was Mental Health Week this past week, the tenth of May to the sixteenth of May. Um, as men, not to sound too cliche, but we don't really talk about these issues really and that's led to a higher rate of suicides in men is that is that correct higher rate of suicides men tend to bottle up things i mean i say as a joke about beta because i do talk, if you want to talk about beta i'm probably one of the most beta men out there however i feel like if you want to keep more men alive ironically us men need to be more beta <laughs> I know that sounds a bit weird, but we need to start talking about our feelings more. Yeah, I think what you're saying is we don't have to have the need to always be this machismo alpha, yeah. you know, um, because that sometimes means we don't we don't have introspective moments, do we? We don't look into what's going on in ourselves, mm -hmm. too busy trying to like be something for the external. So I get yeah. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just want to go through quickly. Um, we could all give like examples of times where we've experienced ourselves or other people in our lives. We've seen other people in our lives experience um, mental health issues. Um, I'll start with you, Busy. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting you say other people experience mental health issues within our life. Yeah. I mean, um, very short, um, I have an uncle who's suffering a lot from mental health and, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've been in, I've been in very tough positions where I've actually like walked in and um, seen things that people really shouldn't see mm. and helped him out in that instance. But I say to put, to, to put the two together, the times I've, I've struggled and um, seen it in other people, um, I didn't see it in somebody who is a very, very close friend of mine, um, classmate is one of my best mates, who took his own life in 2019. Mm. And so someone I've worked with, like I worked in the same place as him, were on the come up, he would have qualified with me, and he was a very good friend of mine. Um and yeah, like I didn't see it coming. The week before was mental health awareness week. And we went on a walk together and we talked about how great it's going to be when we qualify and become lawyers. And a week after he took his own life, mm. that started a spiral for me because I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how to deal with it. I, I dealt with it in the same way that 40 says, you just get on with things and think you've got to just work hard. Um, and then it led to a spiral because I was being overworked. I was overworked myself and I was putting a lot of stress on myself. Yeah. Um, I hadn't struck, I was struggling with grief. Um, and back end of 2019 i don't even know if i spoke to you properly t but i was struggling mm. um i was i even at a certain time thought is this entire thing worth it was my friend right mm. when i was so against the fact that i was so angry that he took his own life that i thought what if he's right because i can't actually deal with all of this right now mm. i'm struggling and at that point, I had to just, you know, step up and I had to speak. And I spoke to the person that I thought I'd never really speak to as a black man, my mum. Because mm. you don't really grow up in a household like that. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. And I've, I've taken steps. I've taken steps accordingly to just figure that out. And the great thing is, I think, like Forty says, talking. Like, 
there's, there's an aspect of looking forward to, to talking to you, to, to, to seeing how you're doing, because yeah. it makes you feel good. Like, it's a routine and it's nice. Um, and it, you don't then feel like when you are struggling, you can just say, boys, this is a tough time for me right now. I'm struggling yeah. because you, they will understand you, which is something that I think as you grow up, you don't have because you're so separated from friends, real friends. You just have colleagues and sometimes family that you don't really, you, can re, you can't really speak to or like another half. But what about friends who just know you in and out that when you say I'm struggling, they'll get it because they get you. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, with that point of being, um, this is no disrespect to you for it at all, but it's like, it's different when you grow up in, especially in an African household, where they're like, oh, you're, oh I'm feeling low. Ah, go and wash the plates. Take yeah, but that, that, doesn't, that doesn't just happen in, yeah. in African households, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, like, correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes yeah, I'm I think, just, yeah. I think that's like, that's, that's a narrative I hear a lot of, and, yeah. and look, I didn't grow up in an African household, so mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I'm not saying, like, otherwise, but yeah. I just think sometimes um people think like i don't don't know like i I don't i don't think all white households let's say uh like oh you're okay do you want to sit down let's talk about it like there's 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 like we have dads that were brought up by dads who probably like very much were into the the macho stuff you know what i mean so it's it's like not i don't want to say like military but i think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like white dads out there who were like don't want to acknowledge that that there's even mental health and stuff like that because it's like now man up it's all man up thing yeah. isn't it yeah, like i think yeah, i think sure. we all can relate to that i think yeah, what, true, what, what true. t what, to maybe what t you could probably where you were probably trying to get to um i could certainly sort of definitely attest to it because of like i say my uncle's just struggling with mental health issues but a lot of black families don't even see mental health as a thing it was like mm. what mental health issues like it's clearly you've been diagnosed with having this yeah depression. And it's like no that no we talk no that's that's stupid. nah it's the yeah, devil yeah. it's the devil yeah let's, let's just take you to a village in Af- let's just take you to a village in africa and they'll pray yeah, yeah, over yeah. you and it's fine yeah, yeah. you'll be all right and it's like yeah. that isn't the case and i think there's just that it's that wall over like to see and like people just think he's just being crazy stupid it's all in his head it's like yeah you really won't understand it which is where i think yeah, it's it is it is in. all in the head but in that sense of like, I know what you're saying, but like, yeah, like it's know, ironic yeah. kind of thing, isn't exactly, it? Like, yeah. it is all in the head. Like, that's literally the thing that leads us day in, day out. 1,000%. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, it is all in the head. But I don't mm-hmm. know, like, maybe maybe people, um, I think it's just that 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 thing of the physical, like, the, the, the actual body. Like, people look at health and doctors and whatnot. And in terms of their body, like, like is my body working? Mm. you know can i move like that's where people see oh they've got an issue there they need help yeah but when it's that invisible like in the head people are like oh, it's in your head it's like just change what's in your head yeah but it's not that easy mm-hmm. i mean i mean i spoke to a doctor and the doctor said when you were like basically the doctor had been practicing for about the the light my lifespan that's how long i've been practicing for i said when you were born when I had like this, there's this doctor's like big book that they have. He was telling me there was like one page, like Jeez. not even a double spread for mental health. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like a guidebook for GPs or something, but he yeah. said now that's that same book. There's like a whole section or there's yeah. another book mm-hmm. or something yeah. for mental health. So when we look at like our parents uh, or even 
we, we maybe need to look at why are our parents like this, where we need to look at their parents, like, mm. and so on. Like, yeah. you've got to think just society viewed mental health differently. Sure. So then we have these parents that want to be, I don't know, they come across like strict or, or they say things like, oh, it's on your head. Mm-hmm. It's, true. Yeah. it's true. It's true. For, for you, what, what experience have you had or experiences have you had that you want to talk about in terms of... Yeah, I'm not, I don't really want to go into too much today. Yeah, I understand. Covered like a you know a, a really kind of important issue with that one that they yeah. covered like it was a specific example but it covered like it's ended up us talking about the approach to mental health which is yeah. what, what I think ideally we need to talk about but mm-hmm. you know I think as well like I feel um, if I talk about my own mental health like I I stuck with a long time anxiety but then when I say that I feel like oh everyone's gonna be like oh, anxiety. Like that's how I feel if I'm honest. Like mm-hmm. I feel a bit shameful about it. And I feel like people people dismiss it. And do you know what? As somebody who actually really, really struggles with it, like yeah, I wanna go into it too much, but like somebody who's really struggled with it at times, even I look at people when they say they've got anxiety, like mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. Like I I'll be honest, I do. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't know if I think like, well, are you really struggling? Like, but then I need to think, well, if, if I if I can struggle, well, why why couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We program mad. I think just the way we've been brought up, like we're saying, like in society or whatnot. Mm. Like we don't always look at our issues and, uh, like me specifically, I don't. We always look at my issue and and think like, it. I don't know. Like other people can 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 struggle as well. Almost yeah. from the point of view of like, there can't be that many people struggling like this because I'm having a really hard time and I don't really yeah. see people having such a hard time. Yeah, I know what you because mean. Because everyone's putting mean. on these faces and pretending like the same as me, so it's a bit of a vicious it's kind a of vicious cycle. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll come at it from a different angle because this is actually real to me, yeah. whereby it's kind of the embarrassment to admit that you're struggling. I think yeah. me and Busy talked about this in the minus one or minus two episodes, like the the extra episodes. Um Busy didn't even have a clue. Like, not to be arrogant or nothing like that or anything like that or blow my own trumpet. But if you saw me on a day-to-day basis, when when Busy sees me, when 40 sees me, you would have no clue, especially during those times where I was actually struggling. Um, so it was kind of embarrassing to kind of tell someone, oh, like, I would book a shift and then cancel it because I just didn't feel like going in that day when, you know, I have to pay rent, but it's not, it wasn't laziness. It was just, I can't be bothered to get out of bed. I know it sounds funny, but the time I knew I was proper, proper going through it was, I couldn't, I wasn't going to work, but I couldn't even be bothered to play PlayStation. Do you know what I mean? Like I could be at home like, oh, I'm lazy, but I'm going to play some PlayStation. You know what I mean? But I'll just be in bed. Yeah, I think one of one of the questions, like if you ever go with GP or something, yeah, and and maybe like say similar things to what you're saying now. One yeah. one of the questions they ask is, what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. Um, are you finding enjoyment in doing that? Exactly. Right now, and 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 I think that's one of the 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 kind of symptoms of of depression. Mm. Yeah. When 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 a GP will say, "Oh, I think this person's depressed," is when you don't find enjoyment. In basically anything, like the things that you normally go to, like, oh, let me switch on the PS because mm-hmm. I know this is going to fire off like whatever in my brain and I'm going to be buzzing. Like, yeah. 
and then when you don't even want to do that, that's like, oh, now we're starting to see symptoms exactly. of depression. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And in and in retrospect, quickly, I'll, I'll quickly talk about this. Um, because now I look at my actions and I think, wait a minute, because a lot of things happened in the year two thousand and eighteen. I'll just rewind mm. quickly. Um, broke up with my my girlfriend. So like it comes to a cascade of things where, and then even though I headlined um, O2 Academy, it's just like the, the what next after that, that brought me down even more for my girlfriend to not be there as well. Then we had the whole Facebook debacle where me and Busy were in a former group, um, former rap group, New Northeast. And I was getting accusations left, right, and center. Like someone was calling me the C word online. Like, Cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. I was calling me that online. Like I was getting like bare messages, bare notifications per per minute about how I'm how I'm a female genitalia, you know. And me, I just like to be nice to everyone, man. I don't want any grievances. So all that put together. Just and it goes back to the point of what do you love doing and you didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to rap anymore. Because rapping is what brought me all this. Let's let me just say it. Rapping is what brought me all this depression. If we think about it. Oh two, breaking maybe, up with maybe, my girlfriend. Maybe the thing with your girlfriend, like, yeah, is is like, did she break up with you because you rapped? Nah. Um, that was a different thing. We won't even go into that. But yeah, that yeah, but, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. you to, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I think that was probably like a a, a huge part of it, in it. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think that's the thing. We sometimes go through tough times, and it's it's we need to even distinguish ourselves. Like, am I just going through a tough time? Mm-hmm. Like, is it is it kind of natural for me to be feeling down here? Yeah. Like, is is things going to be difficult right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 from there like what can i do what what patterns can i change what changes can i make that's going to make me feel better yeah because we sometimes get stuck in doing things that aren't good for us like yeah, exactly. people talk about self-care mm-hmm. it's a big part of that's identifying what you're doing and sometimes we have to make changes right yeah that's why you've got to know yourself you've got to know yeah. if you are able to do that within yourself you're able to take a step back and say look like this is too much right now i will do this I identify this, I will do this to change. Great. But if you, sometimes if you know that you are feeling like if things are going tough and you're like, I can't stop or whatever, that's when you sort of do need someone to, to check in. Yeah. Because then that yeah. someone could be that 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 person who tells you. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like, like therapy is great. And I, I've been to therapy. I didn't think it was really for me, but I also feel comfortable in not knowing where I am now. Like, this is too much. I need to take a step back and know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do for it. But some people can't, so then you, you need you know, a bit of say, help with that. Then, yeah, then, you, then you get that. And it's, and it's not not you don't you don't need to be embarrassed for getting a bit of help. But yeah, mental health awareness. We and we're not just saying it for men as well. Women, um, not be, not taking the piss either. Women, transgenders, um, non-binaries, everyone, because we know that transgenders and non-binary people suffer through their own mental health because of. Um, identity because of society so please if you need to talk to someone 
and would and you know what i'm gonna put some of um some links below this podcast on spotify just for help um if you need to talk to someone don't feel embarrassed just speak to someone um yeah i hope this was just sorry i just said just this us doing this mm-hmm. i think is is sick and i hope you know people who watch it sort of like just free guys to have a laugh mm-hmm. on a daily basis whether it's through whatsapp or this yeah just switch on and just talk about it and really like open up because i think it just shows how much you you appreciate the people who can yeah. listen to these things and um yeah and, and god forbid like you're going through a tough time because when you're on your own god forbid you're not here the next day let me just say that i know it's tough to hear but god forbid if you're going through a tough time and you decide listen yeah we don't want that to happen just make sure you always have someone on call even if it's like a helpline track of the week where we pick our tracks of, of the, week. the week yeah <laughs> that, that explains it perfectly now if i'm not mistaken i think um 40 busy you both have the same track of the week i think we were discussing this earlier the, the new Nicki minaj track but yeah. not for the verses just for the beat <laughs> so the, the the what's the track called it's i see, seeing I see. Green. Seeing what, what's green. it right okay but then oh bracket, man are they talking mental. about vegans again <laughs> they're talking about vegans again seeing they're green yeah. like seeing vegetables oh man I can't. I, was, I can't. I get was going to call it "I See Green People." I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I think it's because of the spaceships. Maybe it's the aliens. I mean, Nicki Minaj was into all that stuff, right? Wasn't she? Let me just play this track. I mean, the beat is terrific. Yeah, just just loop this. That'll do for me. <laughs> I might spit a verse on this, you know. Yeah. But it was the instrumental. <laughs> Chunchi. That's it. We're, we're demonetized once again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can't play too much till we get that Spotify deal. <laughs> that was like demonetized. <laughs> Even that... Spotify don't let people play. Joe Rogan always goes. Is Spotify gonna? Is it gonna show up? Like I don't understand. Like. Don't Spotify have all the songs already? What the? But, but the labels, you know the you know that beat that was from this guy that was online, isn't it? Like it went viral. Really? Like 2019 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it went and viral, short, and then he was like, "Who should spit again. on this?" Which guy? I don't even know. Just some guy, and like literally, like on a, um, just on the MPK or something. Yeah, he was on, in right. the car. Okay, <laughs> that's what he was doing. Then the beat was just coming out, and then loads of people were saying Rick Ross. Who did? Who who do you think would sound on that good on that beat? Forty. Cameron. Cameron. They should have had Cameron on it. Especially he's just Wait. been on the uh, the J Cole album as well, and it had been Cameron been was good on timing. I'm was surprised on none. Of, I'm surprised none of you picked um um J Cole. I would have picked the J Cole album, um, a song of the J Cole album, because I really like that album, but. That scene for me, <laughs> love forty, but <laughs> for me it's the verses over the beat. The beat's sick, but I, I loved all three verses. It was like back in the day, because I loved the yeah. I wasn't really into the what did they call them? The three headed YMCMB. 
See, like I was, I was, I, I was when Little Wayne was what Carter Three, like that's that's what I listened to. So hearing him there sounded like old Little Wayne, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you I think, think he sounded like old Wayne on that though? More old than he ever has. I think he like not you can never get back to peak Carter Free Wayne, but the way he was the way he was spitting to me sounded like that. I think that's what they were trying to do, you know, when I think about it, BZ actually. Because so. the way Drake was spitting, it was like, wait, I haven't heard Drake spit like this for a while. Well, he has, I think he has been. I think Drake is the way I say it, Drake's like match fit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why yeah. he sounded good. Because I don't necessarily think his verse was, like, mind-blowing, but he sounded much fit. Because mm-hmm. he's been... I'm not, do you know what I'm not a fan of? The way Nikki like, says the end of her lines, like, she proper says them, like, as if it's, like, a proper, like, ooh, that's a hard bar, but then Outstanding. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Sit I'm standing out. out. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, mm, okay. I don't know but... if that was one of her bars, by the way, but that's how It the was something like that. Yeah, <laughs> she said something stand in, then I did a stand in, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all right, calm down. She, need a, she needs a safari. Care she does. She needs the <laughs> safari D back. The, the blood clot, the man, them. He was right in the bars. He needs, to come, yeah. he, he needs to come in the studio with his jean um, vest top again. <laughs> you know, because you guys picked one. Let me, let me quickly do this, because, bro, you know you mentioned Cameron 40. I was yeah, listening yeah. to because I'm still going through albums from um you know 2017. Yeah, yeah. On my old laptop. So I've got this one because I've mentioned Scarface in it on my block. Mm-hmm. So check this one out from Cameron. I just love this beat, man. This is um Chop It Up by Cameron from um the album The Program. The program, yeah. yeah, I remember this. He had a track this and Kanye, didn't he? I don't know if I haven't heard the full album. It was called Coleslaw. You said, I think he was saying Kanye's just like the bit on the side. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Kanye, but this is my track of the week. Um, let's play this one. It's by the game. Is it new? Nah. 2015. Surprise, motherfucker. That was that was a that was a part two. Yeah, I was I was waiting for someone to say that. Uh, you know, do you know the sample, the rapper that used that same sample? No, no, who was it? Tupac. Oh, was it? Yeah. I can't remember what song. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Game, Tupac we talked about this before, and it Game's one of them rappers who's like, he's a great imitator. Yeah. I Through that whole, through that whole track, he sounds like Biggie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... This is he did a song on LAX, Never Gonna Say Goodbye, where it was like the story of him pretending to be Big Puck and Easy E. Yeah. And he nailed it. This it sounds is what he like does. Yeah. It borderlines corny a little bit, doesn't it? I think I mean, some of his. I mean, game is corny, but you know, like, yeah. I'm not going to tell that to his face. <laughs> no. I mean, isn't he like six foot six? <laughs> yeah, he looks like a big guy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Game, you're corny, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> in your neighborhood podcast episode 18 yeah 
18. I'm 18, 14. <laughs> I've got ahead of myself there. Yo, reality, your boy from Hackney, aka black guy in your neighborhood, aka my mother's favorite rapper. And this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. baby. baby.